You are listening to Haftorah. This year's series, we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftorah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Bamidbar. However, as was mentioned in the previous shear, this Shabbos will also be Shabbos Mavarachim Chodesh Sivan, and Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be on Sunday, Be'ez Ras Hashem, making this coming Shabbos Erev Rosh Chodesh. So that means that the Haftarah for the Parsha Shavua will be replaced with the unique Haftarah known as Machar Chodesh. Literally, tomorrow is the month. And the question that we left off with is why exactly it is that we would have a special Haftarah designated for Erev Rosh Chodesh. Right? It's one thing to have a special Haftarah for Shabbos Rosh Chodesh when the two coincide, which happened last month for Chodesh Iyar when Tazria and Mitzora were accompanied by Rosh Chodesh, so that neither the Haftarah of Tazria or Mitzora were read. We read the Haftarah of Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, which came from Sefer Yishayahu. We spoke about the relationship between Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh as they coincide. But why would we have a Haftarah that is merely in anticipation of Rosh Chodesh? And this is a unique Haftarah that does not coincide to a maftir in the Kriyasa Torah, something that we pointed out when it came to Shabbos HaGadol, right, as opposed to the Dal Parshios, for example, where the maftir is taken from a special parsha of the Torah, and the haftarah coincides to that maftir. But when it came to Shabbos HaGadol, and when it comes to Machar Chodesh, so we pointed out in the Shir for Shabbos HaGadol and the haftarah for Shabbos HaGadol, that these do not have a special maftir that leads into these haftaras, which leads us to somehow try to find another explanation about the unique aspect of the day, that perhaps it is exactly that. It is not about the day in and of itself. It's not about the uniqueness necessarily of Erev Rosh Chodesh, but it actually is about the anticipation of something that is to come. Similarly for Shabbos HaGadol, we said that Shabbos HaGadol is not as much about the Shabbos in and of itself, as great as the Shabbos might be, but it might be more about what we are anticipating. And we use that to explain the special um, essence of Shabbos HaGadol and how it is that we're supposed to relate to Shabbos HaGadol how we use that Shabbos HaGadol as a Shabbos of anticipation, and perhaps something similar can be said for the Haftarah of Machar Chodesh. Perhaps another reason might have to do with the fact that, in general, we try to use opportunities such as places like the Haftarah to make public service announcements. Right In the Dalad Parshios, we had a similar concept, where the Dalad Parshios themselves are public service announcements for particular mitzvahs that Klaistral is supposed to be aware of, um, seasonal mitzvahs that come up at those times. And we have something called Kiddush HaChodesh, right? On Shabbos Mavarchim, where we bless the new moon, we let everyone know that it's going to be Rosh Chodesh. And perhaps an additional announcement before Kiddush HaChodesh is to say that, by the way, Machar Chodesh, tomorrow will in fact be Rosh Chodesh. There is in fact the minhag out there that when Shabbos Rosh Chodesh um, occurs, when you have the two of them together, let's say it's a double day, it's a double Rosh Chodesh, two-day Rosh Chodesh, and Rosh Chodesh will be on Sunday as well. So some have the minhag of reading one line from Machar Chodesh, just the line that says that, by the way, tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh. 
And of course, we've discussed in the past in the workshop the halachic issue in terms of how you announce the Chodesh when Rosh Chodesh is going to be on a Sunday, right? Depending on if it's going to be on the very next day, right? If, if it's actually Machar Chodesh, that tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh, versus if it's going to be Sunday in the following week, so supposing that Rosh Chodesh is going to be on Shabbos and then the subsequent Sunday, right? That's the only time that we would use the Lashon of Ulu Machar Aso, right? If it's going to be Rosh Chodesh, will be on Shabbos, Ulu Machar Aso, Yom Rishon, it's Maro, which is Sunday, so you would announce it that way, as opposed to um, what we're going to announce this Shabbos, Right after we read the Haftarah of Machar Chodesh, we're going to have a Kiddush HaChodesh, and we're going to say that Rosh Chodesh Sivan, Yeb Yom Rishon, it's going to be on Sunday, and for us, it'll be literally tomorrow, at that time when we will be reading it. And perhaps an additional layer to the Haftarah is that, yeah, we want to kind of let people know, alert people, even ahead of time, that it's going to be Rosh Chodesh. But again, I think there is perhaps something more, something that speaks more to Again, in, in some sense, the uniqueness of Erev Rosh Chodesh, but again, as well, to what exactly we are anticipating. That there is some anticipatory nature, if that's a word, if I can say that, to the day before Rosh Chodesh. There is a mentality, there is a mindset that we're supposed to have at that particular moment, on that particular day, when Machar Chodesh, when tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. So we'll talk about that after I dedicate this Shir Lui Nishmas Imi Merasi, Chayrachal Bastavitzvi, Harini Kaparis Meshkava, Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And let's actually take a look for just a little bit on what exactly is the Haftarah for Machar Chodesh. The Haftarah for Machar Chodesh comes to us from Shmuel Aleph, Perak Yerches, that is 18 in Shmuel Aleph, Psukim. Chaf through Membez, 20 through 42. And as common as it is for Sefer Shmuel, among other stories of Navi, to be learned, we find far less often that Shmuel occurs as a Haftarah. The last couple of times we had Shmuel, it was actually Shmuel Bez, and we had it for the second day of... Uh, uh, we, we had it for the first day of Pesach. Actually, no, the Shvi'i Shal Pesach, excuse me, um, when we had Kriyas Yamsuf, so we, the, we had a corresponding song. We had it for the Haftarah, for Shmini as well, which was also Shmuel Beis, uh, the story of Uza and David and Michal. And what we did not yet get to is when we're going to read from Shmuel Aleph on Rosh Hashanah, the story of Chana. And we'll have to sit tight for when we read from Shmuel when it comes to the uh, one of the stories um, on the Haftarah later in Zefer Bamidbar for Parshas Korach. And we previously had Shmuel Aleph. I think the first time that we actually had Shmuel Aleph um, in, in our cycle in this Haftarah Shir series was for Parshas Zachor, um, the story of Agag and Shaul. So that, uh, that story came up then. But what exactly is the story that's taking place here? What's the reason for reading this particular Haftarah? So one thing to point out is the obvious connection that the Haftarah announces that tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. Right? This happens in a conversation between David HaMelech and the son of Shaul HaMelech, that is Yonason, um, and we read on Yonason, says to David HaMelech, and David was before, he was really, you know, the king, Shalom was still the king, 
And Yonason says to him, tomorrow is in fact Rosh Chodesh, tomorrow um, um, is the new moon, Machar Chodesh. And that is the obvious connection, the one time perhaps in Navi where someone tells someone else, oh, by the way, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. So if, if the whole point is just to announce it, so you're Yotze after that very first Pasuk. And perhaps in order to, uh, to make sure that, to, to assure that in fact it is a Haftarah with a story, so we tell the story after, because why are we just going to have one Pasuk that says that tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh? So we just do the whole story. Right? That seems a little bit balbatish, perhaps somewhat of a cop-out answer, um, but perhaps there is something more. Where in this story is the theme, if you will, of Erev Rosh Chodesh? Right, so to understand what the story is about, this is in the time where David HaMelech is suspecting that Yonason's father, Shol HaMelech, is out to get him. He wants to kill him. And David HaMelech wants to make sure. And so, and so Yonason and David HaMelech, they come up with a plan. Is, uh, what, what's expected is that when it's Rosh Chodesh, everybody comes to sit at the king's table, you know, all the, at least all the officials. And David HaMelech being among them, it would make sense for him to be there. So they devise some sort of plan where David HaMelech is actually going to be absent and Yonason is going to gauge what Shoal's response is. Well, what's the, what's what's um, Shoal and Alex's attitude about David? And if it's the kind of attitude that says, "Oh, okay, David and Alex just happens to not be here," I probably wouldn't have called him David and Alex, right? That's one. That was the, the issue in and of itself. Uh, but if Shoal says, "Okay, you know, big, big deal, David's not here," okay, so it sounds like everything is fine. But if Shoal Hamelach is really upset about it. Um, the reaction might indicate that Shoal, in fact, does want to kill David. And so, of course, um, the, um, Yonason and David create a signal regarding uh, with, with bows and arrows, and David Hamalch is going to wait outside, and he's going to listen to what Yonason tells his, uh, his caddy his, for the bow and arrow, right? the, the, the attendant that's going to be joining Yonason. Yonason is going to shoot the arrow, and, and uh, Yonason... Um, basically says that if I say that, oh, the, the, you know, the arrow is right over there, the arrow is close by, everything's okay, so then that means that the coast is clear, David Melch can return, everything is fine. However, if he says that, no, the arrow has gone quite far away, it's gone, gone beyond you, you've got to keep going, so that's Yonason's uh, signal to David Melch that, yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is not going to work out, you better, better, better leave. And, of course, um, there's a beautiful ending to the Haftarah, despite the fact that, that indeed David HaMelech does have to run away, but David HaMelech and Yonason, who had an absolutely beautiful relationship, um, it's considered uh, by Chazal as the relationship of, of a pure kind of an Ahava, not a lustful Ahava, not a sensual Ahava, as perhaps um, many contemporary, will put the word scholars in quotes, uh, might want to suggest, um, especially in light of political advancements um, that um, Chazal clearly understood that that uh, the relationship between David HaMelech and Yonason was such that it was about mutual respect and mutual ahava um, like like true, true friends despite the fact that David HaMelech is going to be the king in place of Shaul HaMelech, Yonason's own father despite the fact that there might be this feud between Binyamin and Yehuda between Bnei Rachel and Bnei Leah 
and yet David HaMelech and Yonason, they unite, they, they, they kiss and they cry, and they swear to maintain that, that achiba that they have for, for each other, me'ad olam, right, l'ador v'ador. And that's how the Haftar ends. So it, it ends with a somewhat encouraging note, I would say actually a very encouraging note, despite the, the unfortunate circumstances. And the question is what exactly um, this has to do with Arab Rosh Chodesh. So um, in discussion with my older brother of Daniel, um, we talked about the different connections, for example, between David HaMelech and the moon, Malchus based David. Rebbe would say, for example, um, David Melech Yisrael as a sort of a secret code for the new moon. Medrash connects um, the kings of base David to the lunar cycle. A lot of different things to be said about um, how it pertains to David HaMelech. However, what I believe to be the real um, observable lesson of Erev Rosh Chodesh, it has to do with what the moon looks like at that time. Because right? we know that the, one of the lessons of the moon cycle is that it waxes and wanes. Sometimes it is bigger, sometimes it is smaller. And yet we always have the opportunity of renewal, as Rosh Hashanah Hirsch explains. But just before Rosh Chodesh is when the moon, we would say, is at its weakest, when it's at its smallest. It's a tiny sliver and then eventually it's gone. And when that sliver first comes out, it tells us, oh, it's Rosh Chodesh. And we know that on the 15th of the month, it's going to be nice and full. You have a nice full moon. But up until that point, it is dark, it is scary, and we don't know what's going to be. Right, for Parshas HaChodesh, we spoke about HaChodesh HaZelachem, the whole concept of renewal. But before you get to the concept of renewal, before you get to the, 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 you know, that spark of Rosh Chodesh, there is that darkness. Darkness that says, you know what, things look really bleak, things look like they are not going to end well. And then it's just from that point that Rosh Chodesh um, you know, kind of peeks through. That silver lining, that, that, that silver lining is the moon, at that silver lining in the dark black sky that says, hey, there is a light somewhere at the end of the tunnel. And David HaMelech is at a time that could not look darker. Either the king wants to kill him. Will there ever be an end to the feud between the Malchus? Will there ever be an end between the feud of B'nai Rachel, B'nai Leah, between Yehuda and Binyamin? And the answer is, Look at the end when David HaMelech and Yonason embrace, showing us that there is hope, showing us that even though right now Shaul wants to kill David, that there will be a happy ending, right? Even though, meaning there will be a Rosh Chodesh, right? So the, the moon will come out tomorrow, right? Uh, so that's, that, 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 that's really what's happening here. And I think um, a deeper significance um, is brought then to what we do when we are actually um, not just being Mekadesh the moon um, through Shabbos Mavarchim and Kiddush HaChodesh, but through Kiddush Levana. Because what happens at Kiddush Levana, besides for the fact that we sing David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayam, but the fact that we, we wish each other Shalom Aleichem. We spoke about in the past, in the Real Talk Torah series, we were speaking about what exactly it is that we're doing during Kiddush Levana. Is it moon worship? That's what it looks like. You know, of all things that look like um, an ironic service, look like it might be a Vodazara. Um, so we spoke about how it's not. But one of the things that we spoke about, quoting from some of the Mepharshim in the Siddur, about the, uh, about the text of 
of Kiddush Levana is that we are wishing each other shalom to say that we don't want there to be competition. We don't want there to be fighting, infighting between members of Klai Yisrael, tribes of Klai Yisrael, perhaps something that we think about when it comes to Sefer Bamidbar. But we want there to be a certain sense of unity. And we say that that which the moon currently lacks right now, so Bezras Hashem, we say, that that, that pagam, that which is lacking, will be filled. And the moon will be just as bright as the sun. Despite the fact that once upon a time, according to the Medrash, the sun and the moon had a dispute, or really the moon raised a complaint regarding size and regarding rulership, regarding competition, and Hashem diminished the moon. But one day, that's all going to be gone. There will not be a Shal HaMelech that wants to kill David. There will not be B'nai Rachel and B'nai Leah at each other's throats. There will be that unity. Because again, the moon will come out tomorrow. And when it does, it will be Rosh Chodesh. Because again, Machar Chodesh, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. It means in the future, there will be a renewal. Like we said for HaChodesh HaZelachem, like we said for um, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, there will be a time. And yes, Machar Chodesh is about anticipation. No special maftir, right? No, there's, the, you know, there's no special celebration today. So what is it all about? It's all about what's going to be tomorrow. And have faith in that tomorrow. It's have faith in that gu'ul that one day will come to Ezra Hashem. And really, I think that takes us through um, the interesting and unique haftarah of Machar Chodesh. And we should be zocha to experience that fuller ge'ula, that morrow of Rosh Chodesh, when we will see that sliver of hope, when we will see all the pagamim in the world um, be removed and be fixed, when competition will end between members of Klai when we will each be able to wish each other a shalom aleichem, and indeed we should have that shalom on all of us, shalom al-Yisrael, chaveirim kol Yisrael v'nomar amin, as we're going to say, Ezra Hashem, this Shabbos. We should be Zoha to that reestablishing of Malchus based David, that time where Kol Yisrael will be Chaverim, with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkainu B'mheir Abiyamenu. As always, if you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast, and you want to partner up with, uh, partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you can find links to every uploaded Shear, or links to Shear that I repost due to their relevance, so for all of that, all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Rosh Chodesh Sivan, and a Chodesh Sivan at that. And one last public service announcement that you can laugh at me for is that even though I thought we were out of doing double Shirim for half Torah, Next week, we're going to be doing two Haftarah Shirim for the two Haftarahs of Shavuos. So stay tuned for that. And thank you once again for joining us here at the Database.